You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Daniel Handler is All the Dirty Parts. Daniel, what made you decide to plunge into the sewage-like mind of an adolescent male in America? Um, I think precisely that feeling of saying that it's a sewage-like mind. <laughs> you know, that there's something um, forbidden and uh, disheartening about kind of honest desire and to try to think about the ways in which that can conflict us, the way in which it's exciting and happy in a way we're, we're in favor of it and the way in which it dismays us and the way in which we worry about it. And that, to me, is really interesting. In terms of novels of uh, sexual knowledge and learning, this is kind of turns every the normal model upside down. We meet a boy who has a rep. What do you mean by that? Uh, he is a Cole. boy who sleeps with a lot of girls. He's in high school. And he has slept with a great number of girls, and uh, he consumes pornography at an enormous rate, and he is very upfront about his sexual desire. And um, it's so much literature that is offered for young people cuts exactly that out. So much of it is about romance, <laughs> and um, which is wonderful, of course, um, but uh, at a time when we are often concerned about boys not reading, to see a whole swath of literature that's supposedly designed for young people that is uh, purposely devoid of something that we know that um, young people are interested in was uh, worrisome to me. And and of course, the way that, it, I mean, it's exactly what you said, is exactly when we say the sewage of his mind, that we begin to think there's something awful about that. And that's just really fascinating to me. Well, I... For me, although I use the word sewage, what I felt like when I dropped into this book was like dropping into a really cold, clear creek. You <laughs> really get this uh, the feeling of like scanning a mind for the thoughts that arise that are just of a certain nature. And I'm wondering, uh, do you practice meditation? It seems like there's an almost Zen aspect to this book in terms of the way you observe his thoughts. Um, I am not uh, a traditional uh, practitioner of meditation. I have meditated before, but it is not kind of part of my daily routine. But um, I, it's interesting that you would use that metaphor because a thing that I do quite frequently is I swim in very cold water here in the San Francisco Bay. <laughs> and that can't help but be a meditative experience. It's very uh, spiritual and your mind has to be emptied of certain things <laughs> just in order to do it. Um and uh, and then, of course, also fiction writing for me has a certain uh, meditational quality. Um, you think about something and then you write it and then you write it again and then you make it better and then you've made it worse. And so you go back and there's a kind of ritualistic uh, feel to it that matches that. So I've often thought that if you're a writer and you're meditating, it's almost redundant, you know, because you should be <laughs> meditating while you're writing. You are are clearly not a a, a teenager yet. You also spend. Oh, is that clear? <laughs> I guess <laughs> I should uh, shave more often. I guess uh, you spent your uh, a fair amount of time in a teenager's mind. Did you find yourself uh, going back and forth? Did you have to retrain your mind to think like a human again? <laughs> uh, 
No, I just, but I took a lot of notes. I mm-hmm. uh, take public transportation a great deal in San Francisco, which is oh. a great opportunity to eavesdrop. Um, oh, okay. I grew up in San Francisco, and so I am literally on the same buses now as when I was a teenager, and I love to think about that because when I was a teenager, I have no memory <laughs> of any old people <laughs> being on the bus at all. It was me and my friends, and we were talking, and now I'm there, and sure enough, I am invisible. There are young people and their friends, and they're talking, and I am... I've noticed less than the cord you need to pull to request to stop. <laughs> that sounds like a an educational experience to learn what our our kids are learning, and but also too, I think you capture the fast paced nature of teenage relationships from one to the next to the next away. Our attachments can just bang drop, and then all of a sudden something sinks in and hooks. And I think you got do a great job of identifying the moment and identifying our ability within ourselves to identify the moment we realize, oh, wait, maybe there's more to me than I thought there was. Yeah, well, I think the bungling around of romantic attachment is, um, in youth, is one of the most hypnotic and confounding things, Um, both when you're an adolescent and when you're looking at your own adolescence back looking back at it and then when you have adolescence in your life if you're a parent or a caretaker or a professional or who someone else who has um contact with adolescence you just see that uh that energy the heartbreak of it and the delight of it and the um learning process that comes from it is uh it's it's uh, wondrous the new book by daniel handler is All the dirty parts. Thank you for joining me, Daniel. Thank you for having me, sir. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony. 